Hey, lovebirds, get ready for some relationship wisdom for the month of love, because in this episode, Kenzie and I are sharing some game-changing tips for a stronger connection. Today, we're going to learn the art of gratitude and things like personal growth vibes and how to navigate conflicts like a pro. So whether you're a rookie in love or maybe even a seasoned duo, these tips are going to help you level up your relationship game. So tune in and get ready to really improve your marriage and your love connection. Hey parents, welcome to Fulfillment Therapy. Do you want to raise your kids better and have a stronger marriage? Are you up late at night researching marriage and parenting tools and self-care tips? Do you start each day hoping for deeper connections and less chaos, but it ends with family arguments and going 12 different directions again? My name's Kendra, wife, mom, therapist, and growth enthusiast. It wasn't until I discovered how to fulfill my unmet needs that I was finally able to show up as my best self, as a spouse and parent. I realized that by meeting my needs, I could more fully meet the needs of my family with more energy and less resentment. In this podcast, I teach parents skills like boundary setting, prioritizing personal needs, communication, and claiming ownership. Just like my clients, you'll be shocked by the improvement in your marriage, parenting, and personal life when you focus on fulfilling your important unmet needs. Ready to prioritize yourself so you can quit mentally throat punching people? Then grab those earbuds and head outside, and let's rock and talk. Thank you so much yet again, Kenzie, for coming on to Fulfillment Therapy. Do you know how many times we've done this together so far? I was trying to remember. Well, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> At least 72. Okay. maybe 72 more. times. Yeah. You're asking me and I'm, I'm like, I struggle to remember my kids' birthdays. So that's a good point. I, mean... I take back the question. I will not ask. Yeah. You. Yeah. We just, it's us hanging out. That's all. So. It's true. So let's just make this a forever thing. Cause we love to hang out. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So today, do you mind introducing the topic? Because it's all about, you know, Valentine's Day, the theme of February. Yes. What is it about? Well, we are wanting to talk about how we can increase and improve our connection and intimacy within our marriages. I love that. Yes. All <laughs> the things. I, I guess saying... it can be outside of marriage too, right? Boyfriend, right. girlfriend. Absolutely. I would say most of our listeners are married, but not all. I yeah, throw that out there for you apply. dating. That's right. On the yeah. way to true love. Yes. <laughs> as far as connection and intimacy. So let's mm -hmm. break this up a little bit. How about we first talk about increasing and improving our connections and then let's dive into increasing and improving intimacy. Does that work for you? Yeah, that sounds great. Kendra, will you tell me your top one, because I was looking over what you had written down and uh -huh. that was something I feel really strongly about too. So would you mind opening oh. up with your first one? I would absolutely love to miss Kenzie. So my first one, when I was thinking about what helps my clients and what helps me, 
I realized that expressing gratitude is huge. Now, do I always do that? No, I do not. But what I have discovered with me and my clients, like I said, is that magic ratio that I've mentioned before that Gottman talks about, John and Julie Gottman, who are the leading researchers on marriages and how to make relationships thrive. So they talk about the magic ratio being five to one. So that's five positives. Or, And I know this isn't exactly gratitude, but when you are saying five things that you love, or those bids especially, to one negative thing, that's really when relationships thrive. And I think about that a lot when it, we start to get into the cycle of negativity or just fault finding. So mm-hmm. this is about acknowledging and appreciating your spouse for both big and small things and fostering a positive and appreciative atmosphere. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? I love that. I love it so much. I, And I think too that um, acknowledging, expressing love is gratitude in action, right? Because a lot of times we can feel those things. We can hold them inside of us. But when we actually express, I love this about you, it's a type mm-hmm. of expressing gratitude. So I agree with you. I think while he says the five positives to one negative, I think those five positives naturally are us expressing gratitude. Absolutely. So, thank you. I love and it's that. totally changing our culture. Like how natural is this? It really is not like that law of atrophy I talked about way in the past It's all about Mm. things breaking down unless we are proactively building it up. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is very hard for me. And I feel like I'm relatively positive, Mm -hmm. but this is rough, not just for me, but my husband, my kids, maybe we're the only ones. In our most intimate relationships too, right? Because those are the ones that are our most vulnerable, the ones that we see the hard things, right? It's Mm -hmm. easier to be positive in relationships that are a little bit more distant, But with these ones, I think that's the beauty of them is that we have the opportunity to choose to see the good even and among the difficult things too. Um, It's so hard for me too, but I do think that having that on our minds can help us to shift our focus. Yes. Shift the focus. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm curious, you said that that was one of your big ones. Was Mm -hmm. that your number one as well? No, but I love gratitude. My number one was honesty. And I think that having those two in tandem is really important because I think you can be honest and hurtful. um, And I don't think that's that type of honesty that builds connection. I think that the honesty that I'm talking about is showing up in alignment. So you don't say something, but mean another. So you're not sending these mixed messages to your spouse or significant other, because that's confusing, right? We talk about all the time, how people can't read your minds. Well, it's extra hard when we're sending mixed messages, right? So I think it helps to foster connection and healthy relationships and functional behavior. When we start with ourselves and we show up with integrity. And that can be really hard because it forces us to kind of see ourselves more clearly too. Absolutely. And what that kind of made me think about when you're talking is honesty is so closely linked with trust. And then when you said honesty, that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. maybe that's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. Like I was just having a conversation with a loved one last night and they were telling me all about how their relationship was just very quickly 
going down this path of being unsalvageable because there wasn't that trust. And how can you build something without that trust or that honesty that you're just talking Mm -hmm. about? It is so vital. It's like foundational in a relationship. Well, and I think too, sometimes I love listening to Jennifer Finlayson Fife. Right. She's one of my faves. Lots of people will come to her and they'll be in relationships where someone has broken trust. And her question to them is like, how would you want to show up though? You're right. You can't control the other person, but you can show up honestly yourself. And so how are you going to do that going forward? Are you going to play into their self-deception and then you also self-deceive or are you going to elevate the relationship by showing up honestly and expecting both of you to be treated well? And I think that's really hard and really scary because it means breaking patterns, but I feel like it's empowering too to recognize, okay, I can't, maybe I can't control this other person, but I can control myself and therefore I'm going to strive to show up honestly, even when it's hard and I'd prefer to self-protect and maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. And that even goes into a whole nother thing. Like, how are you going to show up? And that honesty is often connected with like, okay, now what boundaries do I need? How am I going to be true to myself? There's so many layers there to that too, but it's not on my top three. So I will not go there (laughs) for now. (laughs) Okay. What's your next one then? Okay. Well, I'm so glad you asked. My (laughs) next one is individual growth. Now that sounds like, okay, what do you mean? This is the importance of an individual to have proactive growth. So when I was thinking, okay, what has helped me and my husband the most? What has helped my clients the most? This is when one of us, or hopefully both of us, continue to grow in a proactive way so that we can bring more to the relationship and not just for the relationship, but for ourselves too. And that personal growth and development creates this joy and this fire in them. And when we haven't had that, that is really where, again, that relationship starts to atrophy. And I've noticed the times when I love my spouse the most, and it's so easy and effortless, is when he's feeling really inspired and excited about something and he just comes alive. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. experienced something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think I would say too, it's both of us because I think that you can miss it if you're not gaining that self-awareness for yourself, right? If your spouse is in that mode of self-improvement, self-development, but you're kind of wanting to stay in the dark and maybe blame shame and point fingers at your spouse, then you're not going to see that light in them because you're not looking for it. You don't want to see it kind of going back to your gratitude. You're going to build and see the things that you're looking for. And so it comes with your ability to receive, to grow and to improve and receive self-awareness, not receive. Yeah, no, I, (laughs) yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that's something that I'm naturally always trying to do. So it's not an issue for me, but then I think about my clients and it very much is like if they're in this dark space, which we all can be sometimes, it's easy to resent what your spouse is doing, your partner's doing, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And yeah, it is so important for both of you, right? And there's, it's going to be really hard to align perfectly where you're both always doing those things. And yet on some level, so that you appreciate that about one another too. It's just this steady upward momentum. 
So my question would be, because I agree, I think that, like you said, you can't control your spouse always, and maybe you're not always on the same page, but how can we foster self-awareness in ourselves? Because you need awareness before you can grow and change and develop, right? So how do you foster that in yourself? What would be some of your tips and tricks for those of us who would like to go well, on first that and foremost, journey. this feels like a plug, but things like this. I remember when I was in a darker place, what really helped me was I started listening to personal growth and development podcasts. I started reading books and that was like my little tiny step towards, okay, maybe I might want to do this. And then as soon as I did, it was just like, I kind of felt a little more on fire. Like it felt good to be outside of something instead of laundry and diapers and resentment Mm -hmm. and tiredness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like finding a podcast, finding people who elevate you that connect with you, right? Book club. That's what it was for me. what about you? How did you find that? Yeah, I would say I was in a book club. Mm -hmm. I also loved podcasts. I came across Jennifer Finlayson Fife's podcast and it just, resonated with me and, um, the way that she spoke about different issues and conflict resolution and stuff like that really resonated with me. And she does it in a way that helped me to see myself in it. Right. I feel like she's finding people like that. And I feel like there are so many amazing podcasters, books, YouTube channels, absolutely all the things. Yeah. I think that's amazing. So other people, I do think that that's how we gain self-awareness because lots of times it's our blind spots, right? That's what we're having to gain awareness around is our blind mm-hmm. spots and we can't see that. So Absolutely. getting outside input. So I think therapy, I'll put that plug in there. <laughs> Always <laughs> therapy and podcasts. Let's just keep throwing yeah, that. <laughs> like that outside input that isn't our own minds, our own conditioning and things like that, that we've grown up with and that we're so used to. Absolutely. Um, That was my second one. What about your second one? Okay. My second one was, this one's been really huge for me, has been to learn about my fight, flight, freeze response. Oh yeah. And how that shows up in my life and then how that impacts my relationship. I just, I don't know. I find our autonomic nervous system so fascinating Yeah, and it can be kind of daunting at first, but I think there are a lot of people and resources that break it down so that you can understand it more easily. I think that that is huge for all people is to understand how we show up under pressure and how it's not helping, how it is helping and what we can do about it. I would love for you to speak to that more. That is something that I like as well. But when somebody's really passionate about something, I like picking their brain more about it. So maybe in a future episode, if you're oh, yeah. really I would passionate. Love that. Yeah. One thing that reminds me of too, fight, flight, or freeze. And there is a fourth one. I won't say it because this is not an explicit content, but it is the F word. <laughs> because that is another way people can like dissociate or shut down is mm-hmm. they can just zone out and do something like that or like overly attached but that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother thing that I won't focus on but it reminds me of the infinity cycle and I think I've briefly touched on this before I'm not going to go into it too much here but that's where a lot of my clients and even I learned from a counselor how to recognize patterns in my relationship in our relationship when 
somebody was pursuing too much, somebody was shutting down too much. And it's just this vicious cycle that happens over and over until you're so disconnected and so frustrated. And that's when they finally see the cycle as the problem instead of each other. They're like, oh, okay, this is something I can fix. We can do something about this. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. Number three for me is conflict resolution skills. I feel like that's a really loaded bag right there because there's so much stuff that goes into conflict resolution with my clients all the time. Like there's proper apologies, there's communication skills and just communication skills itself. There's so many things underneath. It can't go wrong though. (laughs) Go in that direction, develop that skill. (laughs) I thought you meant communication can't go wrong. And I'm like, Honey, communication can definitely conflict resolution. Let's yeah, no, (laughs) no, absolutely. So all of those things, I think the thing that helped me a lot is learning to apologize better. And I'm still after all this time learning how to think I'm so transparent, so obvious. And I hear this from a lot of spouses. I'm like, how could you not understand what I'm saying? I've said this so many times. But apparently I need to say it again in a different way and multiple times. And that's just Uh like humanity. Like we really do have to keep doing that. It's not any different than doing that for our children. Sometimes Language is so limited. It's so limited. And so that that has been, I think I've told you this, but that's been a humbling realization for me being here in Costa Rica and trying to learn another language and being like, oh my goodness, this it's the same in English. We just, because we grew up with it, we assume that we have all the language skills. We have all the words that we can have at our disposal to express what we want to, but it's not true. We we're limited and language is limited. And that I think makes it really difficult. So I think what you're saying, learning yourself better, learning your own feelings and emotions so that you can then therefore communicate that more accurately, I think is so important, but really hard. When you first mentioned this, I totally have this vision of you in Costa Rica speaking Spanish to those cute little ladies. And I had no idea what you're saying. My Spanish is getting a little better, but not much. And there's still so much that you were able to convey, even though I did not know the words, but like, wow, she is so animated. And I think I kind of get the gist of what she's saying. Oh my goodness. Can I, can I share a story that literally just happened last night? Yeah. Okay. Of course. (laughs) So so speaking of communication that can go awry Uh and this can be a metaphor for marriage. Okay. Okay. So last night I was teaching an English class, but they all speak Spanish. And so I try to use my very limited English or my very limited (laughs) Spanish to communicate with them. And it's been fine. I make tons of mistakes all the time. Last night though, Kendra, I made the mistake. Okay. So (laughs) one of the students made this like sound that was like, ugh. And the thought that came to my mind was, oh, she sounds kind of like a puppy, like a dog. And so without thinking anyone who speaks Spanish, just know that I didn't know. Okay. So I say without thinking, oh, tu eres una perra. That is the B word in Spanish, Kendra. (laughs) I am sitting there like, you know, and everyone like, oh. And then 
they all burst into laughter, but <clears throat> did they know you had no I clue just, or did they, just, did they just think you were that crazy? I think they knew both, but I think like, it's a strong word here. Apparently I was talking to Sophia after. And so I, they were like, okay, she doesn't know how to speak Spanish, but it was also like, wow, I accidentally called one of my students the B word. That's like marriage 101 right there. Yeah. So that is that a plug? <laughs> What so was, go to therapy. No, that was mine. Oh yeah, just to have better communication. Yeah. Go to therapy. Go to therapy so you know the ways that you're calling your spouse the B word I on like accident. <laughs> that is adorable, and I'm sure they oh, loved you. Even adorable more. is one word <laughs> to explain it. Oh my gosh. Going on to mine, number yes. three. <laughs> what is yours, Miss Kenzie? <laughs> so mine is prioritize play and fun. Um, especially as marriage goes on, as relationships go on, it can be difficult because you start to get into the monotony of life, into the grind of things, you know, and you kind of stop dating each other. You stop playing and having fun. And I think that that is a huge foundation for connection though, because I think the daily grind can get really taxing. And so without that other side to balance it, the relationship can really diminish and atrophy, as you were saying, if that's not there, if it's not present. Can I tell a little story too? It's not really a story, but something too about that. Yeah. Kenzie, it's like the eternal winter here. And you don't understand because you're in Costa Rica, but I want you to know something. The kids were out of school for like, what, two and a half weeks? It's big during the winter, during mm-hmm. Christmas break. Well, then suddenly for the first time in my part of Idaho, it decided to become winter after they went back to school. So they were back a couple days, I think. I don't even remember now. It's all a blur. Then they had like a day off and then they had one day and now they had a bunch of days off. So I really feel like I haven't gone back to my routine for about a month. And I am going crazy because you're like in this house with seven people and I'm feeling crazy because there's very little play that you can really do effectively. Luckily, Mm -hmm. we do have the YMCA not that far away and pickleball and but you can't do pickleball outside. So you're quite limited. But tonight, my husband and I are going on a date and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I just want to do something playful. I want to get out of this house and I don't want to sit somewhere. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to swim or we're going to play pickleball. And that is our pickleball plug for pickleball. <laughs> I was, we got to make a list of all the plugs. But it's yeah. definitely one of them. <laughs> and all the locations you can go, there you go in your area. Just kidding. We can't do that. That's a lot of work. <laughs> that, that would be a lot of work. Maybe in oh, so fun. But yeah, it is. It's so important. It helps you reset for sure. I love that one. I'm so glad you said that. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on increasing connection with your spouse, because let's be honest, we all need those tips and we all go through those valleys and those summits. And I know that if you apply these things, you will reach more of a summit, especially this February when when we all want more of a summit, do we not? Please share this with a friend if you think it would help them increase their connection and their life fulfillment. Just a reminder to check out the show notes for all of the links to all the places and sign up for one-on-one coaching to level up your marriage or your mental health and wellness, whatever it might be. 
this is for you if you just need more direction and focus and accountability in faster, more accelerated ways than therapy. You're ready and you want to hit the ground running. If that's you, then go ahead and sign up. There's also the chat feature in the notes that you can ask quick questions before you sign up for anything if you're on the fence and just need a few things answered first. I'll meet you back here in a few days with part two with Kenzie, and we are going to talk about increasing intimacy next time. Take care, my friends. Have a joyful, beautiful day today, my friends. Until next time. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, chances are someone else would too. Would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who's looking for greater family fulfillment? And while you're sharing, tell me what you think about the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It refuels me when I hear this podcast is helping you, no matter what your house or your hair looks like. I'll meet you back here every Monday and Thursday morning for more episodes. Until then.